Welcome in to a brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Corrales Punta Cana Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, I think we might have some jaded Paul Casey owners in the Jock Market this evening. Dude, I just saw your tweet and I'm sort of quoting it as well. Yeah, it's it's time to turn the page for many of us on the match play and to Corrales. And like we spoke about right before we got hot, I'm excited for this because these are a lot of our guys. Yeah, we we can like let's be real here. Like uh Corrales Putacana, it is a it's a worse field. Like no one's no one's doubting that, but you and I were just talking through the names. If you're like an every week DFS player and every week better, the, these are our dudes. We're all like, you know, we're betting these guys. We know these guys. There's still an edge to be made. Someone's going to win this golf tournament. Someone's going to get a $25 a share payout in the jock market. Somebody's going to finish second and get 20 bucks. Like the green, the the money that Joel Damon wins you is just as green as the money that Roy McElroy wins you. Yeah. And listen, we got a big contest this week. A lot of players in the field, 240 shares per player, which is a lot considering this is an alternate field event. Um, Jock Market is sort of fully invested in the Corrales Punta Cana. Uh, I'm excited about it. I actually do like this golf tournament. We will get some coverage of it. Um, and, and there's names, right? That There's guys that are exciting, new, young players. And at the end of the day, I believe it's a ticket into the Masters. Is that still at, correct? Uh, I definitely think uh, I know Damon got in that way. I, I yeah. imagine that is still I imagine that is still the case. And so. if you're new to the jock market, what, what you've got here is stock market DFS. So we are going to be able to buy, sell, trade shares of athletes that tonight we're doing golfers. So we're in the IPO phase, um, which means that you can bid on shares of golfers for Corrales Punta Cana. And if you are the high bidder when this thing wraps up about nine o'clock Eastern time tonight. Those shares are allocated to you. And uh, Joe, I mean, we can look back at last week or I can look back at last year, but um, this type of event and, and, and the Mojo King knows it great lesser known names in this tournament. And a lot of those corn fairy guys that we've been keeping an eye on for the past year or 18 months, like this is an opportunity to really break out. 100% right. Um, there's a couple of them, and I'm sure we'll touch on them here shortly. Uh, but guys that have just been playing really well, guys that are looking for that first win, guys that recently were promoted to the PGA Tour. This is one of those events, Rick, that I think they've had circled on the calendars for quite a bit because it presents an opportunity to get a win, to secure the card, to get into Augusta and not have to slay John Rahm in a field, not have to go against Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and these guys. Um, the field is what it is. There's plenty of names down here who we know and we love, and we love to normally scoop them up as penny stocks every week. They're going to be a little bit more higher price. There's going to be a little bit of sticker shock, uh, but there's still plenty of value here. Yeah, so uh, if you're looking for the code to deposit, it's POWER, $50 deposit bonus. And if you want to drop your Jock Market username in the chat right now, that gives you an opportunity to be entered into a draw for Jock Bucks. We just give away free money, so make sure you take one second to do that. We're going to enter our bullish or bearish segment here in just a minute, Joe. Now, we have a couple of names that we're going to target, but we're going to open this up to the chat. If you guys have a name or two that you would like to us to deep dive on, do a little bullish or bearish segment let us know throw it in the chat right now uh here yes. is an example joe here's last year so this is uh the results from last year so joel damon 
$5.99 was his IPO, paid out the full $25 a share. Sam Ryder finished second, $4.89, paid out $20 a share. Rafael Campos, $2.65 a share, went to $18 a share. You see a ton of that mid to low price IPO paying out near the top of the board. That's the first thing that stuck out to me when I looked at the free tools over there on rickrungood.com earlier today. Yeah, a ton in that sort of 4 to $6 range were really sort of uh, playing out strongly. Really the only guy in terms of that was really high in the IPO that paid off was Emiliano Grillo, who still ended up uh, getting you $14 a share. Maybe we'll talk about him a little bit later in the show. Uh, but yeah, a ton of opportunities for new Younger names, we had obviously Damon sort of capitalized, and it was a monumental moment sort of in his career. Uh, but a lot of names as you sort of move down the list there who were who were very interesting to see, who came to this event hungry. Yeah, so I, I'm going to point out a couple of those names as we get a little bit further in, but let's get to our uh, bullish or bearish segment. So this is an opportunity for Joe and I to pick out four different golfers. We've picked out two, and we'll take recommendations from the chat as well, and we take a stand on them. So Joe, the uh, first name that we're going with here in bullish or bearish is Sahith Tagala. Now he is a, a big buy tonight because the fair value on him right now is $10 and 65 cents a share, which is essentially asking him to finish uh, 11th or better. Are you bullish or bearish on Sahith? Okay. So the name of the game is sort of bullish or bearish on their fair value projection. I'm going to go bearish. That's a hefty number to get. That said, I don't think he quite gets there. I think he probably ends in the $9 mark, low nines, which I can sort of get behind. He's been playing fantastic. We've seen some great finishes. This should be a course that sets up nicely for him with the with the wider than average fairways and opportunities to go out there and, and make birdies and bunches. Um, that said, basically asking his break-even point to be a top 10 or better, uh, I'm going to go bearish. How about you? Yeah, I'm probably bearish as well. And I probably would have said that for any golfer in the field uh, to yeah. finish inside the top 10, because the other thing that you kind of get around here is uh, the wind. You mentioned it. You know, if you look at the weather forecast, seemingly every week of the year in Punta Cana, it's like 18 to 21 mile an hour winds, potential of gusts. And when you have a field, and I would argue, Joe, you know, most weeks on the PGA Tour, you've got the guys at the top that have the, the the best chance of winning. You have some, some B players, some C players that have, that have a chance. This is like golfers 65 through 200. And they're all very, very similar. So I, I could argue anybody could win this thing. So if, if you would have given me any name in this field and said $10 and 65 cents, I would have been bearish on hundred percent agree. Yeah. They're all so close and you're splitting hairs. And anytime you factor in 20 mile an hour gust, um, it's the ultimate wrinkle into some of the stats that you would normally lean on. So yeah, I totally agree. Anyone over 10 this week, uh, I'd be hesitant to pull that trigger. All right. Well, let's go to the chat here. Jeff says, uh, how about Aaron Rye? So Aaron Rye coming off four consecutive losing jock markets, API, Honda Classic, Genesis, and AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. But Joe, we've seen him pop at times here and I'll pull up his data logs. The fair value that we are going to use for Aaron Rye this evening is pretty steep. It's $9 yeah. and 53 cents, which is essentially asking him to finish 13th or better bullish or bearish on Jeff's guy, Aaron Rye. 
Jeff, thank you for dropping the name. I'm going to go bearish once again. You see there that the form hasn't been great. Uh, some miscuts all in a row here. And 13th or better, kind of like we just talked about with, with Sahith. Um, that's lofty in this field. 13th or better. That's basically having him outperform like 90% of the players within the field this week. I think that's a little bit of a reach for Aaron Rye's stature. If he was coming in in better form, I would consider it. But I'm going to go bearish on 13th or better. The good news is when he's at his best, he's a flusher. And when you hit your irons and your wedges well, especially in windy conditions, you have an edge over the rest of the field. The problem is we haven't seen that version of Aaron Rye in some time. So I, too, will take the bearish side on Rye at $9.53 a share. Let's go to a name that we mentioned a little bit earlier, Emiliano Grillo, $6.90, Joe, 22 uh, finishing position or better, 22nd or better better for Emiliano your thoughts on him for this week this is that range that I can start to get behind guys and consider myself a bull and willing to buy them um look played great here last year I mentioned finished at 14 dollars a share one of his higher performances of the year last year a ton of missed cuts in there that said I think this is a good opportunity in a weaker field and a guy with as much experience as in terms of PGA Tour events as maybe anybody in this field um still looking to sort of for that breakthrough maybe this is the week we get it but I think the price point alone makes him a a, a buy for me. Uh, I'm just the pessimistic one tonight then. I'll take the bearish side of things. You know, I think on paper, this is probably one of the better spots for him. Past Palm Greens, which generally is better for the worst putter. Um, we've seen him kind of be able to tap into that, that iron play to break through the wind, but he's been hemorrhaging strokes in the ball striking categories. And I always get a little bit worried when a guy loses his best weapon. I hope I'm wrong because this is probably a, a good event for Grillo, but I'll take the bear side of it, which leaves us with one more golfer. And Philip is offering up Grayson Sig. Now it's another steep one, but I want to talk about Grayson Sig here, Joe. $10.24 is our fair value. 11th or better. I, I think I might be bullish on this. I, I don't okay, like, give me why I don't like the price. But yeah. Sink is one of these guys who cuts his teeth on the Corn Ferry Tour. We saw him kind of get hot at times. He's a really great player. Here's his uh, here's his his data. A five uh, five percent ROI guy over the course of his of, of his jock market career. He's he's cashed you a profit in eleven out of nineteen markets. I just trust guys like this, and I also think that he is in the tier of golfer Joe that um, thinks he can win or knows he can win this week. So let me give you an example. Most weeks on the PGA Tour, a lot of these guys know they're probably not winning. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you have a week like this where you have so, some guys who are so far down the list that they say, okay, let me just see like anything inside the top 20. I'll take the FedEx Cup points. I'll take the money. That'll be great. Then you have a handful of guys like Kramer Hickok and Joel Damon and Grayson Sig and some of these guys that are, truly believe this is their chance to win. Like this is the chance to hoist a trophy that in a lot of events when they tee it up with Brooks and Bryson and, and Justin Thomas that they don't have. So I, I throw uh, Grayson Sig into that category and I'll, I'll buy. Okay. I'm going to say 
bearish, Philip, just because of the price point alone. But you made a lot of strong points that are extremely compelling. I believe ninth place at this event last year also had a top 20, I think, at the Bermuda, which I think is a good little comp. And like the guys finishing top 30, like you mentioned, in strong fields, Amex, Farmers, Pebble, um, Valspar, he was he at least made the cut. Um, so yeah, he's he's going he's getting himself an opportunity to sort of green light and really go for this thing this week. And a guy who's in pretty decent form as well. Um, I don't mind it if he's you know 1024 is a hefty price to pay. Uh, but you made a lot of good points there. All right, so that'll conclude our uh, segments of bullish or bearish. By my clock, it's 8.28 p.m. Eastern time. So we've got about 30 minutes or so until this IPO is going to close. And then uh, those shares uh, that we're bidding on right now will be allocated to you. The code you're looking for is POWER. And if you would like to win $20 into the jock market, make sure to put your username in the chat right now. Joe, I'm going to reveal the big board to you in just one second okay do you want to take a stab that at at nine o'clock when this thing's over who is most likely to be the most expensive golfer in the jock market so i think it's between two guys and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for me i think joel damon is my natural choice and he's the better player although i feel like there's such a like a love for sahith in how he plays, and how he looks, and how popular he is, and how unique of a player that he is. And we've seen that the jock market is ultimately uh, oftentimes a test of public sentiment. I think for me, it's going to come down to those two guys. They're number two and number three pre-ranked this week, which of course matters. So uh, I'm going to put it between those two. If I made you pick one, Mr. Run Good, who you taking? Yeah, Joel Damon, I think. is Okay. The- I think he's I think he's popular. I think he's I know he's the defending champion. I just think I think he will edge out everybody else this evening. But it's still early because right now Thomas Dietrich is atop the board, three dollars and twenty-seven cents with Cam Percy and Martin Keimer right behind. But Joe, if I flip this over to the top 10 golfers, oh boy, is there a sale on tonight? Is there some value tonight? All 10. Actually, let me look. All of the top 24 golfers outside of Johnny Vegas are still at a dollar and Johnny Vegas is at 101. So obviously very early in this market here, but uh, I think you're going to be able to get a lot of top 10 players for fairly cheap this evening. I agree, but it's coming. I see some familiar names in the chat that I know are not going to let this opportunity slide. Um, we, we will get cheaper prices where I don't think we're going to see anybody break 10 bucks. That said, um, there's plenty of opportunity here with good players in this field that, um, I think it's coming. So if you're thinking you're going to get one of these guys in the two, $3 range, uh, there's too many sharks swimming around here in the waters of the comments that I know are going to bid them up real quick. Yeah, let's deep dive Joel Damon here for just one second. We are going to see a much higher IPO on him than his average, which is just below $4 a share. And he is, despite uh, losing more often than not in the jock market, he is a winning player over time because you can see the spikes here. Joe, here's the win from last year, the $25 a share payout. Here is the Houston Open. Here is AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's trying to put this together a little bit and looking for another spike week this time around. Yeah, he's a great player. Awesome ball striker. Um, I've got him topped basically 10 in T to green and strokes gain total. His approach numbers are very solid as well. I've got him eighth overall in the field. Just been struggling a little bit lately around the greens and putting. 
Um, that said, a little bit bigger than normal greens this week, has some familiar history here, was able to win here last year in some really tough conditions. I remember his, his famous bucket hat blowing in the wind off of his head. He could barely That's keep right. that thing strapped on. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to play well this week. He's here for a reason to try to sort of defend his crown. Okay, so we've talked about Grayson. We've talked about Sahith. Johnny Vegas is your number one pre-ranked golfer, Joe. And that's important because in, in our world, in the jock market world, the pre-rank determines the ties. So if this, uh, whatever finishing position Joel Damon finishes in, if he's in a tie with three other golfers, he's getting that full payout. And here are Vegas's results here. A winning player in the jock market over 10% ROI, a couple of spikes here in recent weeks. Do you think he has any outside chance of being the most expensive golfer tonight? I do because he's just striping the ball right now. Number one in ball striking I have over the last 36 rounds. I'm interested. You have some great course previews. Uh, when you look at this golf course, is ball striking the most important thing for you? Or or what is the stat that is most indicative of success? That you yes. Had? It's so interesting because uh, these are wider fairways than average, mm -hmm. which I think would hurt someone like Johnny Vegas, who is actually, I, and I'm, I'm, I don't use this word lightly. He is, he's elite off the tee. The rest of his game yeah. ain't that great, but he is elite off the tee. And I, I wish these were kind of more narrow fairways where maybe like distance would also help. But there is, there is something to me. When I go back and look at all of these past results, I see a bunch of flushers, man. I just think that yeah, when you start getting in the wind, you got to be able to just slice through it. And I, and I do think that um, better than most guys, John, Johnny Vegas is, is able to accomplish that. Yep. All right. I'm going to refresh this big board here. So if you're looking for the, the deposit code, it's uh power. That's the code that you are looking for. That'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus. And if you drop your jock market username in the chat, I'll enter you into a draw to win 20 bucks. Here is uh, the big board, Joe. And we've got Alex Smalley here now leading the way. The Duke kid, fresh up from the Corn Ferry Tour, going to be one of the popular names this week. He's already at $3.41. As you start to scroll through kind of the first page of the board here, do any of these any of these names stand out for you as someone who might be making your portfolio this evening? I think it's fluid because it's still going. One guy that I had some interest in was Wesley Bryan just because he had such a, a heartbreaking. Um, I think he just needed a par and made bogey on one of the last holes of the Valspar to basically keep his PGA Tour card going. Ton of motivation for him. Another guy, and, and this is all going to move so much, Rick, but Doc Redmond's kind of turned it around a little bit for me. I've seen some really positive signs. I was on him last week at Valspar. He's not, it's not been great. Like he's not finishing top 10, like we saw him, but things are trending in that direction where I think this is a course where if he put it all together, I don't remember if it was here or Bermuda that he had one of the best finishes and was in the final group on a Sunday within the last couple of years. Um, but seems like a place that should definitely favor his game. And you want to talk about ball striking and guys who that's their strength um, in potentially tough conditions. Doc's kind of that guy. Yeah, that was Bermuda, but you're still talking about, you know, past palm greens and windy conditions. And I, I agree with you. I obviously keep a close eye on what Doc is up to every single week. And we're, we're it's slow. It's been slow, yeah. but we're seeing we're seeing the turnarounds. We're seeing him start to lean into his strengths a little bit better, which is always exciting stuff. The other one here for me is Alex Smotherman, Joe. 
smother yeah. it. We haven't seen a whole lot of him. Um, he's kind of cut from literally the same cloth of Will Zalatoris. They look very similar. They're both like 130 pounds and like, you know, <laughs> slender, slender uh, blondes, so to speak. But here you go. He's only played 10 jock markets. He has won you money in five. He has lost you money in five. And he is returning a 41% ROI, a massive number there for someone who's usually very, very cheap. Now he'll be more expensive tonight, but I, I truly believe his ball striking is in a, is in a different class. Yes. His ball striking is in a different class. He's, I have him fourth and fifth in approach and he's not a good putter. And you mentioned this earlier and I don't want to like, I didn't really get the chance to reiterate it much, but um, past Palom, weird, slow, it's generally doesn't break a whole bunch. Um, it's just a very unique surface that they really only have sort of in this Central America and Caribbean region that tends to reward players who are not normally great putters on 14 stint meter Tiff Eagle greens. Um, he's 89th in putting. He reminds me uh, very much of a guy whose strengths would align with a course like this. Another one and a guy that I've been on and am more familiar with than Smotherman, Adam Svensson. This oh, guy man, man. just absolutely crushed it tee to green at the Honda, hit every green in regulation one day. Um, he's been awesome tee to green. He misses a lot of four to six foot putts, Rick. And I think this could be the type of the type of golf course that could mitigate some of his weaknesses and accelerate some of his strengths that he has, just like Smotherman. Yeah, there. Without getting super into the weeds or into the strain of grass, that past Palom, it's it's a thicker blade, and it usually, as we've seen results wise, it's better for poor putters. They feel like they can read it. It's not as grainy, all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, here is here is uh, Adam Spenson's results, and they're kind of all over the place, Joe. But this is yeah. what I I like. This it's probably a lot of personal preference. If you're Austin and you're buying up ninety guys a week, maybe you'll take your three percent R. ROI on every single player and be fine. I would rather have peaks and valleys like this, but it's a little bit of personal preference. Yeah. depends on how much you're playing. If you're going to get 90 guys, yeah, you want a little bit more steady, but it's also nice to have a couple of these guys with boom or bust potential. And Svensson is another guy historically throughout his life has been a winner. Won twice on the corn Ferry tour last year, won a Q school event, won many times in college has got maybe one of the better caddies in the field this week as well with Tim Tucker on the bag. Um, so all those things put together, I think that he sets up to be, uh, be one of the better plays this week. We gave Austin Smotherman the bump. He's now the most expensive golfer in the jock market, $4.11, which is essentially asking him to finish. Let me uh, expand my board a little bit here. Uh, still very early, but asking him to finish like, geez, oh man, 40th or better. He's going to get more expensive than that. Let me give away a little bit of money. Um, I've been piling these up. Eric Fletcher, you're on the board. Congratulations. Eric has won $20 into the jock market. If you want to be like Eric, if you want to be cool like Eric and get 20 bucks to the jock market, make sure you have your username in the chat right now because that's how you get it done. Uh, if you haven't deposited yet, you're crazy. Go ahead and use the code POWER. That'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus. All right, Joe, let's continue down this board here. Um, and I'll show you the top 10 golfers because we're still seeing very little movement. Uh, Aaron Rye, who we've talked about, Patrick Rogers is here. Even Danny Willett is here. Why, why aren't we seeing any movement from the top 10? Is it just early or are people taking flyers on guys further down the board? 
I think they're kind of waiting. Like you mentioned, it's one of those events where um, a lot of it's going to come down to price. I think that any one of these guys, you could see a potential pop this week. So I think everyone's kind of pausing and holding on those guys that are easy to find uh, when the last couple of minutes hit and they're making their bids sort of down the down the list now. Uh, but we'll see. They're going to come. Here's uh, here's a guy. Maybe we can get a bump on Kramer Hickok here. Hickok is uh, I picked him in. I've I have a league where I have to make a one and done selection for for Putacana as well. Kramer Hickok is the guy that I picked. He's currently a dollar and ten cents. His fair value for this evening is 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 seven fifteen. So we're nowhere near that. But you probably don't have anybody in this field, Joe, who made the cut and finished inside the top fifty at the Players Championship and inside the top thirty five at the Valspar. Those are a couple of really good stronger field events. When you get to this field, you have to think that. Kramer Hickok enters with supreme confidence. Yeah, he's playing well. Um, you're right. He had a lot of good, solid reps on the PGA Tour last year. I think back to Houston it was where he was in contention. I think back to what I believe was Travelers maybe where he was in that playoff yeah. with Harris English. So a ton of good reps under his belt. Still looking to obviously get that first PGA Tour win and, and obviously coming in with good form um, presents a great opportunity on the plate for him this week. I think both the Hoygaard, yeah, both the Hoygaard brothers are in the field this week. So Nikolai, dollar and six cents at the moment. He's only participated in two jock markets, Joe. One was the Honda Classic. He lost you a bunch of money because he missed the cut. Or not a bunch of money because his IPO was 378. And then the Arnold Palmer Invitational missed the cut there as well. When you see a guy with little jock market experience, not a lot of PGA Tour experience, and the only events that he's played are much bigger events than this one. How do you start to reconcile their chances this week? Yeah, it's tough for me. Um, I'm more comfortable generally going with, with the known commodities and what I've seen, but there are obviously potential here when we see these guys come in that may be lesser known names um, that still have a ton of good reps under their belt and still are able to to, to compete in big time events. So this is an opportunity for them just like anyone else. And ultimately for me, it's, it typically comes down to price point. Fair enough. I'm just scrolling through the rest of this board here and I see names like Tommy Ganey that I think are actually quite interesting. And I see names like Kurt Kitayama. You know, Kitayama actually kind of burned me uh, recently uh, with the miscut last week, but maybe this is a better spot for him, much weaker field. It's it's uh, a guy who, when he's on, he can kind of flush it a little bit. Yeah, so these guys, I think when you're looking in terms of pre-ranks as you go down the list in like 30 to 50 range, I think there's a you can make a strong case, and I think this is where I'm going to try to concentrate a lot of my portfolio. Kitayama played great at the Honda. Another guy who plays well at the Honda a lot is Chase Seifert, who's on there. Finished top 25 again this year after Monday qualifying into there. Um, had a good finish at the Bermuda, I believe, in October as well. Let me see. Yeah, 22nd at the Bermuda, 25th at the Honda, 41st at Puerto Rico. Um, so he was able to play that event a couple of weeks ago as well. I think that he could set up well. Tyler Duncan's another one who I don't know. Maybe I'm just not seeing the finishes. But when I kind of ran a little bit of looked at some stat metrics, he's really sort of popping in a lot of the approach statistics. I don't have his stuff in front of me, but I uh, I played him at the 
what event did we just have? Valspar. And uh, for like three and a half days, he was pretty darn good. He was, I, I think he gave it a lot of it back on Sunday, but I, I, I'm with you. That's that's kind still of- Still top 25, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting name as well. Austin Smotherman still out in front of our jock market big board here, $4.95. Doc Bradman did get the bump, Joe, 488, and Alex Smalley right behind at 466. So five golfers over the $4 mark, and we did get a little bit of a bump on Kramer Hickok. As See, I kind for, of we're just bumping these guys up. What about give me something on Thomas Dietrich? Because I see his odds number. I see where he's projected. I don't know much about him. You got any tidbits on Dietrich for me this week? Yeah, you see him a lot more on the on the DP World Tour, but the last couple of times he's come over, Mayakoba and Bermuda, he's returned to a profit in the jock market, top 25s in both of those, both of both of those. So he kind of picks and chooses the events that he's going to play. And I think I think he does a pretty good job of it. Uh yeah, he's a he's a solid guy. I I, I like his chances this week. Another one I wanted to ask you about, just because I know he's been playing, I'm not sure if it's Corn Ferry or the alternate events, um, but I've seen his name a couple of times on Golf Channel. It's Peter Uline. Um, decent performance here last year. I'm looking at it now, IPO for 440, ended up paying out seven dollars a share. Um, he's a guy that I could definitely see some interest in and um, you know, showed a decent ROI last time at this event. So I'll tell you, I wish he was playing a little bit better because this is someone that I uh, generally like. He's currently a dollar right now, but he has lost you in one, two, three, four, five, six straight cash markets, which there is a little bit concerning. But I'll tell you this. So Uline won the Corn Ferry event last year. Uh, out here at Paiute in Las Vegas, and it was like 40 mile an hour winds. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So I don't know if maybe he needs a little windy week to get back yeah. in, in action. Maybe this is a, a decent spot for him. But I, I I saw his name too, and I was like, man, I wish he was playing better because I I could have really I could have really liked you line this week. It's it's hard to it's hard to expect too much. I think at this point. Yeah, it was like the uh, Louisiana event I think a couple weeks ago on Corn Ferry Tour that I just happened to come across his name. A lot of guys like in the projected ranks really low are already have like a decent IPO, like they're in the three dollar range. I'm looking at Graham McDowell. I'm looking at Victor Perez. I'm looking at rcb i'm looking at wes bryan cam percy it's interesting to see those guys ipo at three dollars and basically the top of the board all sitting there still at one unless i need to refresh um what do you make of that yeah it's interesting listen i think i think what it speaks to what i believe the case to be is that the margins in this event are tiny between golfers, I mean, like I said, 65, like if you didn't get into the OWGR, it's like golfers 65 to, to 200, and they are so tight, so tight. So I think people are just kind of taking flyers on guys that they like or th- guys that they think they're getting a pretty good deal on. Grayson Sig, we are, we're, we're seeing movement now. We're getting we're getting bids now. Grayson yes. Sig, up to $6.14 a share. Joel Damon, your defending champion, up to five fifty five. Alex Smalley. Austin Smotherman, Kramer Hickok, all at $5 a share. So we're seeing movement here, Joe, and we've got about um, 10 minutes or so until this IPO closes. So I I imagine this is the time where you got to have your favorites in order. You got to have your notifications turned on because we're going to heat this thing up here, aren't we? 
Yeah, uh, this is kind of kind of be a unique week because I do have a ton of guys in my favorites. But the way this thing's shaping up, um, I may need to reevaluate some other guys. Like seeing some guys have already cleared what I was willing to pay, and there's other guys who are way below it. So I think this thing is going to be very fluid and active over the next five to ten minutes here, um, and we'll kind of see how things see how things shake out. Yeah. So the way this is going to work, we've got about ten minutes to go. It's eight. 47 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. So in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to enter a a, a 90-second random window in which the IPO can close at any time. That ensures the integrity of the contest and the security for everybody who's putting bids in. And then in about four minutes, we let you, Joe, we let you go do your thing where you start to build your portfolio out, you get your bids in, and then we come back and we see what shares you ended up with. Yeah, all you guys in the comments, I get my hands dirty with you guys over here over the next couple of minutes. Uh, I My strategy, guys, is usually to go for like anywhere between five to seven guys, try to get a decent amount of shares of each of them and hit you know different sectors of the board. A couple up top, a couple in the middle, a couple down low. That's generally worked out pretty favorably for me over the last year and a half since we've been doing this. So that'll kind of be my strategy once again tonight. All right, we got movement now. So I've got this sorted by the top 10. Johnny Vegas is booming. $7.11 a share. Joel Damon up to $6.66. So hit the $3.33. That'll certainly go up. Aaron or uh, Aaron Rodgers. Jeez, oh man. Patrick Rodgers. <laughs> my brain's on football. Apparently that never happens. Uh, Patrick Rodgers is the only guy in the top 10, Joe, who has not moved off a dollar a share. When is like, when are we moving on Patrick Rodgers? I know it hasn't been a great run of results for him, but his fair value tonight is 906. He can drive the ball well when he's on it. it is it time to buy Patrick Rogers? Yeah, it's coming on Patrick Rogers. I think he probably finishes somewhere in the, in the high sixes to mid sevens. Um, he's just a really good player. Now, is he going to go out there and win you a ton of PGA tour events? Probably not. But as we talk about many times on this show, uh, you don't need it. A ninth place finish can go very well here. If you're paying, uh, you know, eight bucks a share for him. So, it's going to come on him. I think that he definitely probably clears those other guys, Willett and Schaub. And it's, is Swafford, now he has an alt designation on the app. Is he in? Do you have any info on that? I would imagine he's in, right? I mean, he's a PGA Tour winner. I would think so. Recently. Let me, uh, well, I can see if I can find that, but I don't have any reason to believe He's not in the field or as an alternate, but I can uh, I can try to check real quick for you here. But as he's in from what I'm seeing, it's just it may be just um, like a designation error on jock market where it has that little red alt box next to him. Um, But, yeah, he's already at 388. I can't imagine his price would be there if he was out of the field. I see him as in. Yeah, I see him. I see him as in first alternate Charlie. We. Carl Peterson's the second alternate. Heath Slocum, wow, baby. Offered's got to be in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a winner. He's got to be in this in this field. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna assume he's in. He looks like he's into me. Uh looking at the big board here. So we are seeing a lot of movement now, Joe. 850. There's that Patrick Rogers movement. All it took was just five seconds of, of talking about now to 555. So we're shaping up for a good one now. This is what I like. You know, these guys, Mark Hubbard might win somebody a bunch of money. Uh Matthias Schwab might win somebody a bunch of money. This is this is fun, man. I'm enjoying this. It's going to be fun. And the other thing is, is um, like with match play this week, 
it's it's exciting, right? It is awesome. I love that event. But sometimes on Saturday and Sunday, it can get a little bit monotonous. And if you don't have someone directly in contention, it's tough to watch 18 holes of just match play. Um, this is going to provide you plenty of excitement over the weekend. You're going to see guys move up and down the leaderboard pretty quickly, especially if the conditions uh, play difficult out there. And it's a it's a fun golf course. It looks great on TV. There's opportunities to make eagle, and we have a ton of names going to play for something uh, very important to them. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Let's try to scan the um, the the kind of penny stocks one more time here. I'll just try to go. Below three dollars, um, Sun Kang is here at three dollars and thirty-two cents. I'll go even further than that. Grant McDowell, you mentioned three and a quarter. Is he the best option here? We mentioned da- McDowell. We mentioned Wesley Bryan. Anyone else that sticks out to you here, Joe? Yeah, McDowell thirteenth recently, I believe. I think that was at the API, so that's a good finish for him. He's a good player. I actually heard really positive things um, from our guy Tom Jacobs a couple of weeks ago about how um, he had really started and, and made a breakthrough with some of his swing changes. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at anyone else. I mean, there's guys that you can 100. percent This is a good week to like take a flyer on some of these guys. Um, Ryan Armour's down there always kind of plays well in these type of Caribbean coastal events. I know that the form has not been uh, fantastic, but um, seems like a good, you know, Bo Hogue, Camillo Vajegas. I mean, there's, there's names that a hundred percent, they aren't coming in playing great, but they're in a weaker field event. And can they potentially put four rounds together and finish inside the top 20? I think any of these guys have that ability. Yeah, Bryson Nimmer, also kind of one of those uh, – actually, I think he has McKenzie status, but plays plays all right from time to time. I wouldn't mind uh, him. He last, His last jock market, uh, cash market, was the Palmetto Championship, which feels like a decade ago, but he t- returned to a profit <laughs> in that one. Joe, I, I've got 8.53 p.m. Eastern time by my clock, so I think we got to let you get out of here. I think we got to let you make some bits. You got it, man. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. All right, brother. Good luck. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Joe's going to go make his bids. I'm going to take you the rest of the way here in the jock market on the big board. So again, 8.53 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. In about four minutes, we are going to enter a 90-second window in which this IPO phase is going to close. So your bids right now are going to determine whether or not those shares get allocated to you. When this thing closes, if you're one of the high bidders, boom, those shares go over into your portfolio and then we are live. You can sell those shares. You can buy more. You can go find other shares you want to buy. You can short guys. Quite a lot of options even after this thing goes live and after IPO closes. Um, Let me give the big board a refresh here. So the number one golfer, the most expensive golfer in the jock market right now is named... Johnny Vegas, $8.07, returns you a profit at the Valspar Championship, returns you a profit at the RSM Classic, lost you everything in between, but you've got an elite driver of the golf ball in Johnny Vegas. You're defending champion and second pre-ranked golfer, Joel Damon, $7.33 a share. He 
made the cut, finished inside the top 40 at both the Players' Championship and the Val Spar. So he was successful finding the weekend at those events. And he's had a couple of good starts as of late. T6 at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Sahith Tagala, 697. He's cooled just a little bit, but then he comes out and he plays well at the Val Spar, flies up the leaderboard, gets you another triple-digit ROI. So you've got triple digits at the Val Spar, triple digits at the Waste Management. That's Farmers as well. He's putting together a lot of really good finishes. When he gets it going, he is very, very good. This is Joe's guy, Adam Spenson, making a move up the board. $6.88 a share. The Canadian, the ball striker. Uh, he's going to be volatile. We've seen it. T9 at the Honda Classic, T85. That's a miscut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and he makes the cut and finishes inside the top 40 at the Valspar Championship. Returns you a profit there. Grayson Sig, he was, look at this fair value difference on Grayson Sig. Fair value tonight, $10.07, currently $6.54 a share. So if you're buying SIG at $6.54, you're asking him to finish 25th or better. Can the Georgia Bulldog finish 25th or better? We'll find out on Grayson SIG, 8.56 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. I'm going to give the big board a refresh here because we're about to enter that 90-second window. If you haven't deposited yet, the code you're looking for is POWER. And if you haven't commented with your Jock Market username, that's a way to enter into a draw for free Jock Bucks. Two golfers now stand alone above $8. Johnny Vegas and Joel Damon. Grayson Sig is making movies now the third most expensive golfer. Sahith Tagala now up to the fourth most expensive golfer, surpassing Adam Svensson. A couple of other movers that we talked about earlier tonight. Adam Rye, Aaron Rye, excuse me, $6.50 a share, while Kramer Hickok sits at $6.22 and Patrick Rogers at $6.12. Our guy, Doc, $6.05. Finding some good form, right? Turns your profit at the Valspar. Turns you a big profit at the players. Turn, returns your profit at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's making a move. He's playing better. It's been a slow shift for Doc, but things are certainly coming around. My clock shows 8.57 p.m. Eastern time. That means we are now in that 90-second window where this IPO phase can close at any time. So your phone is probably ringing off the hook. Your notifications are probably lighting up. And you're probably seeing that Johnny Vegas is $8.50 a share along with Joel Damon. Those two seemingly going 1-2 this evening. Will Damon surpass Vegas. Vegas has the number one pre-rank going for him, so we'll see if that's good enough to maintain his position as the most expensive golfer in the cash market. We did see Smotherman make a little bit of a move here. He's now up to 575. If you want to take a flyer on a windy guy, Peter Uline, now $5.55 a share. The Hoygaard brothers, Nikolai at 597, Rasmus at 516, Tyler Duncan, who played himself uh, into a top 25 at the Valspar last week. He is only $5.01 a share. I'm going to try to steal another, see, steal another refresh here. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can do it here. 858 by my clock. Oh, Joel Damon's trying. Joel Damon's coming for Johnny Vegas. He's now six cents behind. $8.44 a share for Joel Damon with Vegas at $8.50. Sig and Sahith battling for that third most expensive golfer designation while Adam Svensson carving out a nice little spot right behind at $7.36. A couple of big movers since the last refresh. Nate Lashley, now $5.95 a share. Top 30 at the Valspar. Top 30 at Pebble Beach. Both of those were triple-digit R. ROIs for Nate Lashley and Emiliano Grillo. A lot of question marks around Grillo for this week. He's returned you 
just one profit over the course of his last, oh boy, 10, 11 starts. Uh, but this has been a very good place for him. Are we done, Joe? Still going? Mm-mm. Oh, we're still going. All right, here we go. Showing Eight, still active. 859 by my clock. I didn't think I'm trying to hold strong here on a couple of guys. <laughs> he's fending, he's fending off the uh the the threats. Johnny yes. Vegas still five cents clear of, of Joel Damon. And look at this: Sahit Sagala, a late run for Sahit. Eight dollars and six cents. He's entering his name into the third most expensive man. Shut, shut it down. Shut it down. We're closed. All right, shut it down. Oh boy. That got a little sweaty there at the end. Yeah, I think I I think I got him. I was trying to hold tight on a couple of guys and monitoring, just praying for close. Um, let's see. Let's see when they move over here to holdings. Who made a big move late that you saw? Um, Aaron Rye was trying to come up the board. Uh, Mark Hubbard was trying to come up, come up the board. Uh, Danny Willett came up the board pretty late. I'll get the f- official numbers on that. So if you're just, if you're just tuning in, um, we're going to, we got to let the, we got to let the, uh, the big board settle here. We've got to let the numbers come over. Joe's going to give us his portfolio. In the meantime, you can drop your portfolio into the chat. It's always fun to see who other people got. And I'm still, uh, I'm still waiting for my big board to, to refresh your Joe. Do you have your holdings or no? Um, I should. Yes, I do. All right, why don't we do that then? Why don't we see who Joe has in his portfolio for this evening? Okay. Um, Sahith. You got 806. Him. So I that was you. That was you moving him up the board. That was me. And I mentioned, I feel kind of bad because I mentioned that I was very bearish on him, but that was at like 1030. So at 806 is a different story. Um, Adam Svensson, I made a big move on him at $7.36. Um, Emiliano Grio was 680. I'm sorry, I got for 588 and I was bullish on him at like six bucks, so I took that. I did get some of Mr. Austin Smotherman, who you kind of talked me into, and then some some guys in the three and two dollar range. So, um, man, these names, um, Rafa Cabrera Bayo at 366, Wes Bryan at 333, and then. I don't know what I was doing here, but I took Rafael Campos at 244. Uh, maybe he could make another run at this thing. Uh, that's who I got this week. Boy, is that ugly to sort of see on the screen there. Uh, but it's all relative, right? Sahith, Svensson, Grillo, Smotherman, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, Wesley Bryan, Rafael Campos. My, oh my, this is certainly the Corrales <laughs> Punta Championship, isn't it? My, oh my, this certainly is not a WGC event a couple of weeks ago when I had, uh, like everyone. So yeah, it was it's like different. Decky, DJ, Brooks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we'll see though, if it can, uh, work out and one of these guys can come through with victory. I really like Svensson and Sith this week. Um, I think that it's a great opportunity for either one of those guys and hoping that they can pull this thing out. Brett got Aaron Rye, Patrick Rogers, Matias Schwab, Alex Smalley, Thomas Dietrich, Rafa Cabrera Bayo. So at least, Joe, you've got a partner in crime there in Brett on uh, RCB. 
There we go. A lot of guys. Uh, Nick Taylor, Reeves, Keimer, Brian. Man, yeah, Snoopaloop. Wes Brian, uh, I like that one a lot. I think that um, he had obviously been grinding, trying to keep that card. Maybe it's one of those situations where all the pressure is kind of lifted and you can just go out. We saw how emotional he was last week uh, in a good player who's obviously been gearing up uh, to try and make a run and practicing as hard as possible. Maybe this could be a week for him where uh, something good happens. Yeah, here is the uh, here's the big board. So Johnny Vegas holds off a late charging wow. Joel Damon to become the most expensive golfer for the Corrales Punta Cana Championship and the number one pre-ranked golfer. So he will break all ties. Damon at eight fifty, and then Sahith, the only other golfer over eight dollars. They are one, two, and three in the pre-ranked Joe. So probably very little surprise, except that I think maybe I I, I it's six cents, but uh, would have thought Damon would have gone for more. Yeah, me too. And even Vegas, uh, just seeing where the fair value is, they're like almost $3 off of that. So I think that those numbers may have just been a little bit wonky this week. Uh, in terms of value, it feels to me like looking at this, like I may have overlooked Patrick Rogers a little bit. Um, down there at 650 is pretty cheap when his fair value was just over 9 bucks. Um, Aaron Rye is a decent price too. I know we talked about it. Nine fifty-eight. He went for below seven. Um, so there's a couple of guys. Your boy Kramer Hickok made a nice little run. Yeah, I like that a lot. Kramer Hickok six dollars and eighty-five cents. Uh, I think he's live to win this thing. We'll see how it all shakes out. Grayson Sig, who uh, I was bullish on at a much higher price, so I've got to be bullish on at seven dollars and fifty-five cents. Is hanging in there. Just trying to see if there's any. Big notables. I mean, I think I think Grillo at five eighty eight. I don't know if it's it's just the most interesting to me. I, yeah. I don't know, like if he plays anything like the Grillo from not the last seven weeks, this is an awesome price. You know what I mean? Like it's awesome. If he just back to like being normal, this is a great price. But um, that that one, I'd be very interested interested to see how it how it plays out. The Hojgaard brothers over there at 597 and what Rasmus do Rasmus do 526. Okay, so they both went in the $5 range. Yeah, that was uh they were they were making moves late there. Just trying to see if there's anything else. Kitiyama went for four dollars and forty-four cents. Uh Kiridat Afi Barner at four thirty-three. Graham McDowell 375. That was one we were keeping an eye on. And then I think that might be it. Oh, West Bryant, 333, but we knew that because you got shares of West Bryant. Yep. Cool. All right. That was fun. How about that? Oh my gosh. Yes. What a what a jock market power hour. Corrales Puntagana Championship. So uh it's it's live now. You can buy shares of other golfers, you can sell your shares, you can short uh guys in the market. It's it's all up for grabs here, Joe. It's something else to keep your eyes on over the course of the next four days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, that a lot of people are going to look into it and there should be a ton of value in this given the number of shares and seemingly where players went compared to their fair value. So hopefully this is a good market for everyone can kind of build up that portfolio. And then we got Valero and then we got Masters, baby. So uh, we're going to we're going to roll right into it and hopefully you can build up some dollars in the account this week. Masters is going to be here before you know it. How crazy is that? So quickly. Um, appreciate all you guys for stopping with us. You want to give away some more money before we get out of here? Uh, I do. I've just got to find the comment. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, give me one second. It was It was earlier. The Mojo King. There it was. 529. Beauty. Mojo 
and congratulations. You are on the board. We'll get those sent out to you here in just a couple of days. But otherwise, Joe's right. Valero next week. Masters following after that. Uh, we'll be back to break it all down. Same time, same place. You can follow Joe on Twitter at TorPicks, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Good luck. Peace.